Okay, I know what you're saying. This sounds a little different, and that's because it's the shelter-in-place edition of TYC. Back in early March, before everybody started sheltering in place, I had the honor and the privilege of taking the stage at Social Media Marketing World. So, too, did my friend Rachel Peterson. We had a chance to sit down between sessions to talk about how she has grown her business and a platform she loves using to do business development, TikTok. What? Did I just say TikTok for business development? Oh, just wait till you hear how to do it. This is TYC Three Yellow Chairs with Spanky Moskowitz. First of all, such an awesome dinner last night. Oh my Thank gosh, you. That was amazing. That was so much fun. Yes. Um, we have just completed our like social media marketing world thing event. Yeah. Loved your session. Thank you. Um, my energy, like now, I am so tired. Like I'm ready. Yes. Like I felt like I left it all out there on oh the my stage. Gosh. One thing that a lot of people don't realize about speaking is one hour of speaking is like a full eight or nine hour work day. A hundred percent. It's yeah, it's like walking all day. I, I sat down here as we were getting set, I'm like, Troy, I'm really sorry I'm not helping you, but I'm like I I just can't. I am Yes. I was so tired, I just wanted to get my head straight so we could sit down and talk. And then you show sure. up. Yeah. Right. You got yeah. yeah, and then you show up and you're like, Hey, did you see Paul's TikTok? I'm like Okay, let's go. Um, time. So, let's talk a little bit about TikTok. Let's talk about Facebook. Let's talk about some of the things we talked about at dinner last night. That was um, an incredible dinner. I, it was, and I felt like yes. we should have been recording the entire dinner. You were so right. Because if anyone could be a fly on the wall for just one of those conversations, was, yeah. Let, let's relive them today. I think that would be really powerful. Okay, so let's yes. start. Let's start with how you and I know each other, because I yes. think that the, <laughs> the origin story is always super cool. Yes. You were um, you were about to give birth to baby number three. Three. Yes. It was uh, October of 2017, and yes. we met having dinner with Gary V in yep. New York. And you were at the table, and Gary made you cry. He did. So talk about that. It's so funny because at the time, I knew what he said made sense. Right. Um, basically, I went up and I asked. Okay, How but do you... wait. Okay. But didn't a little bit of you think, "What a dick! You just made me cry." Because yeah. I, I was thinking that, and I'm sitting there, like, and I love Gary. Yes. But I'm thinking, Gary made her cry, and yeah. she's pregnant. Like you, yeah. dick. I thought about that, and so I kind of went back and forth. I was like. I understand what he's saying, and it makes sense in my brain, but I'm also very emotional right now and right. sensitive. And he definitely didn't put on, like, gentle gloves to talk to me. Uh, he was, like, he was cussing at me a little bit, you know? Yeah. But I've actually gone back and rewatched it and realized everything he said was true. It was just a very harsh delivery. I don't rewatch it ever because um, I was a lot heavier uh, and... He and you I just, have lost so much weight. You look and I don't, amazing. Thank you. And I don't yes. like seeing those because I don't yes. like. So when I, I have a mental block about seeing that. Yes. And then yes. because like I'm like oh yeah, <laughs> and especially because I'm on that stool with yep. the microphone when I'm talking and asking questions, and I'm like oh terrible picture. I have to say I've lost a lot of weight since then too. Yeah, you. But yours was <laughs> yours was temporary yes. and and was lost in one, you know quick maneuver yeah which is nice yeah you deliver a baby <laughs> oh it's gone but now yeah. like mine was a different took a little time yeah and still working on it but um i hate looking at those pictures so yes all right so he made you cry but what <laughs> what changed for you at dinner that night and like how has that impacted you and your business over the last couple of years and the shift 
in your business? Oh my gosh. So I will say that night I wasn't ready to process okay. what Gary said. And in fact, when I left, I almost feel like someone had just like taken my whole business and like cut sections out mm -hmm. and I was really confused. And so I left and I processed it and I did a live stream and I was kind of crying on the live stream and my followers were like, what a jerk. Like, I can't believe he yelled at you. And I was like, he had, they had the same reaction I did. Right. Like it was a little shocking for them. And I said, no, but it was coming from a good place. Right. You know, it, and if you follow Gary enough, you know, that's how he always talks. Right, that's just him. That's him. It's just Absolutely. the way he's wired. It's not personal at all. Um, so I left and I just felt really lost for a minute, to be totally honest. And I remember starting to think, we've got to find this why. Like, what is the why once we've established financial, you know, like a financial baseline where we're safe? Right. Now what? Why? And so it took me a few months to really figure it out. And it was actually when I was on a trip to Orange County with my sister. We stayed in this Airbnb on the ocean. And I had this vivid dream. This, have I ever told you this? No. This is so crazy. Because I literally just felt like there was a piece missing from that point on. And this was several months later. We're at this Airbnb listening to the ocean at night. We've got the windows open. Oh, great. I can feel it. I can oh. feel the ocean breeze. I mean, By the way, while you're telling me this story, I'm really disappointed that Paul, your husband, is not TikToking this shit. Like, seriously? <laughs> I'm having... What? Because you injured yourself earlier? That is true. As, oh, should we call OSHA? But yeah, but like, we need some love there, but you're, you're not TikToking. I'm like, I, I'm done with you. You're dead to me. You know, I don't... Do you know how to record in TikTok? I let you do it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's my secret. He doesn't really know social media. Yeah. He just shows up. And people like like him so much more than me. I swear, he like shows up for an occasional video and people are like, Paul, Paul. And I'm like, I'm here every day. Like, you know, and Paul shows up for I, one. And I do get a lot of guys telling me that I'm really lucky, which I am. <laughs> I, I told you that at dinner last night. I think you're incredibly lucky. <laughs> she's, pr she's pretty okay for a chick. Yeah, pretty okay. I Good. You I did. You did pretty okay. <laughs> so um, we were so. talking about how Gary made her cry, and I'm like, this is th just such great content yeah. to talk about. Because that that dinner, I'll never forget. I walked you back. Yes. I, first of all, I was super worried about you being that pregnant in, in New York lower, City. Yeah, lower by Manhattan. myself at night. And I'm like, well, let me walk you back to your hotel. And mm -hmm. and I remember we we talked and kind of had a quick download over the conversation yes. that was you know had at dinner. Yeah. And. And I thought to myself, A, I really like her. She's awesome. B, Gary's such a dick for making her cry. And I, st like, I really struggled with that. Yeah. And again, you're right. It, comes from, it came from a really good place. Yes. And everything he shares comes from that place. It totally does. Uh, so, you know, I had this piece that was missing. And I'm actually going to come back to what he said. Because okay. what he said actually comes full circle. Okay. And this goes back to the beach house and the... Yes. the okay, so go so ahead. We're, we're at the beach house and I have this really vivid dream. And in this dream, it was like as clear as a movie. Okay. And so in this dream, I went and stepped in the ocean and I was like, I'm supposed to make the ocean rise. Like the level like, of like the Moses ocean. Like Moses or something where you part yeah, the... Like I, it was supposed to rise. Okay. And I was like, I stepped in the ocean and I was like, nothing happened. And then I was like, I need to find some other people. And so I go and I like find people and I find a thousand people and we all step in the ocean still doesn't really rise. Okay. So then I say to them, you guys need to get people. And so they go and get people and these thousand people get a thousand people each. And suddenly we have a million people and we're all stepping into the ocean. And suddenly we see the level of the ocean rise. Mm. And when I woke up from the dream, it was so vivid. I remember being like, what does the ocean represent? And this very clear train of thought came to me. I, I kid you not. 
It was never about the ocean. It was about the people. Mm. Oh. The ocean was just the what happens when you rally the people. Yes. It's the people that move mountains. So that went back to or what Gary ocean. said. Yeah. So ocean, money. It was never about the money. It was about right. the people. The people. And so it did come full circle for me. And we actually rewatched it, Paul and I, a couple months ago. And we were like, wow, everything he said was actually really spot on. Mm. It was just very strong delivery. And that doesn't make him a jerk because I was sensitive. I showed up at the dinner. Right. I'm the only person who knows my limitations. I raised my hand. Right. If you're going to talk to someone who cusses in every situation and you can't handle that, that's on me. Did your tender Minnesota ears like burn when he started, or not, you were ready for it? Not necessarily. I actually was in a military program. Most people don't know this. I was in a military program for a few years. Like G.I. Jane? Kind of. I mean, I went to boot camp. Okay. And everything. I cannot imagine you like in a no, military. No, no. It, was, it wasn't my thing, but there was so much swearing there. Right. I, I was really used to it. And so that didn't affect me. I just hadn't had someone outside of that environment okay. swear at me for years. So, so fast forward. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what happened. Like from that point on, I, like I know you, yeah. so, so it's a little different, but for like people who are sitting now catching this, yes. who don't know Rachel Peterson, don't yeah. know what happened, don't know your story, like, yeah. what, is, like ha what happened from that dinner on? So right about the time of that dinner, we made our first, actually just a few months later, we, we had hit our first million dollars, which was pretty fast. And that was a huge shift for us. You know, I used to be on welfare. I was a single mom. We had known a lot of struggle, surviving. Mm -hmm. And so we made our first million and we did everything that Gary told us not to do. So we started hiring quickly, mm. started scaling, started tracking money as the ultimate metric. We did it wrong for a little bit. Okay. But then, right as I was on a stage accepting a million dollar award, speaking at nine months pregnant, and I looked out and I felt this just like missing piece again. And I realized I'm in a room with thousands of people cheering for me, and I feel so alone. So at that point, Paul, who is amazing, I obviously he's, he's pretty okay I too. I about him all the time for a reason. I love yeah. him, but also he recognized that I was struggling to figure out this whole business by myself. Okay. So he stepped in and started meeting with our team and getting operations into order and making sure our finances were taken care of. Mm. I wasn't good at invoicing or billing clients right. or you know any of those you, things. You have a lane that you're, yes. you're good at, yes. at stay in that lane yes. and let other people, and that's what, that I've done that too because I, I have one thing that I'm good at. I'm a idea guy. Well, you're better, you're good at a lot of things. That um, might be your specialty. That's though. my specialty. Yes, that's yes, like yeah. Yes. If there's you're my talented. If there's my my ninja skill, yeah. that's my ninja skill. Yeah. And then I've got all these other things that I'm okay at. Yeah. But then, like you go into accounting. Uh uh. I am not the guy. Can't like touch it. payroll would never happen if it was up to me. Not because I don't want to yes. pay my team, but because like oh crap, how do I do this? Yeah. Like I have to learn this. No. Yeah. It hurts. So you out you you outsource or you bring in yeah. the people that support that. And in this case, Paul was. Yes. And one of our mentors gave us some really good advice, or at least me. It was a two by four once again. Um, once I was not pregnant and able to handle it more easily, they said, you're still calling this your business, Rachel. Mm. You're saying my business, my revenue, my team. And they said, you are not meaning to, but you're cutting Paul out of it. So I had to learn to start saying our, right. our business, our team. And from stages, I still sometimes say my, just because it's the easiest way to explain right. it. Right. It's quick. It's, it's easy. It's ours. And that was a huge shift for us. 
So we continued to grow. Um, at this point in time, it's funny because we have a very lean team, but we love them. Right. And it feels like family, which sounds kind of crazy for some of us who are like, family is insane. Right. But at the same time, like, we're family by choice and we have each other's backs. You know, it's funny, you, you said something that really struck me mm -hmm. um, when you talk about hitting that first million. So I, I, you know what that feels like, mm -hmm. I know what that feels mm -hmm. like. It's a very awesome feeling and at the same time, you were lonely. Yes. And one of the things that I think is a real challenge in the world yeah. of entrepreneurship is there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there uh, preaching, you know, what they do and how they do it, but mm -hmm. they don't talk about the dark side, which yes. is the loneliness. Yes. And I don't know if everybody experiences this, but I tend to believe that it is more the case that there's a lot of loneliness that goes unchecked that yeah. people don't talk about. They don't share yeah. about it. They don't they don't talk about depression because that doesn't post well on social, right? That's not no. showing everybody the the warts, the dark side of the business. Yeah. And, and part of it is not the business itself, whatever the business is, but part of it is, I think, I think, I may be totally wrong, that people don't want to let people know that, hey, I get into these dark phases, I have this, yeah. like, my business isn't perfect, and yep. because that shows vulnerability, and I believe that if you show that vulnerability, you actually not only get the help you need, you get people who surround and support you, but it fixes the loneliness. Yes, absolutely. But when you hide it, mm -hmm. it never goes away. So how did you deal with that? Oh my gosh. So for me, I did hide a lot of it. Okay. And I didn't let anyone know that we were struggling, not just in our marriage, but in everything. It wasn't that there was like any one thing that went wrong. A bit of steez. Bless you. I stopped you. No, you didn't. Bless you. <laughs> I tried to stop you. <laughs> all right, so now we have Rachel sneezing on the mic. We just got coronavirus all over it's our right podcast here. and vlog. No. I don't have coronavirus. I'm sober. Okay, oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I drank a corona before I went on stage today so that I would be inoculated. That's it. That's it. So. Okay, so it's not that like one big thing happened. It was just a series of small breakdowns. Right. And I started to realize that I needed to open up to some people, trusted people, because these were open wounds. Right. So we reached out to some mentors that could help us with our business. We reached out to some mentors who could help us with strengthening our marriage, because there's a huge shift. And you expressed this so well on your blog, talking about the business mm. of marriage. Yeah. How there's a shift that happens as you're building your business in your marriage that you can't be prepared for. for. No, and, yeah. and at times you feel like passenger ships just passing in the night. Yes. You don't feel like, there are times in, in, and the seasons change, right? But there are times in my marriage where I feel like Allison and I are roommates. Yeah. And not spouses, right? Not yeah. a couple in love, and that's difficult. But we've also been together a long enough time and know that these are, these are yes. seasons. And yes. You, you have these seasons where it's just this weird vibe. Yeah. And it's not because you don't want to love that person, pay attention to them, be their partner. It's yeah. because you've got all these things that you're juggling and like you go, okay, mm -hmm. this person's going to still be there. Mm -hmm. Right. But then you start to neglect that a little bit and yeah. that's when the relationship can fall apart. And that's what we were experiencing when we had that breakdown in the office and like we're sitting there both crying like kids. Yeah. You, you have to nurture the relationship as you nurture the business. Yes. One of the things we talked about at dinner last night, which uh -huh. I, I thought was uh, really important, was auditing your friend list. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not going to call out, I've audited a lot of friends out of my life. You've audited people. Mm -hmm. 
I think that more people in the entrepreneurial space need yes. to do a, an audit of who they spend time with. Yes. Because what happens is that when you surround yourself with people who are positive mm -hmm. and have a goal and have like a definite aim for where yeah. they're going and a purpose and an objective that they're trying to accomplish, yes. you surround yourself with that, it manifests itself not because you have intention, but because every bit of your energy and the people around you are going in that same direction. Yes. Versus having the anchors, mm -hmm. the people that bring you back to your childhood, the people yes. that are, hey, your childhood friends, but who do nothing but Make complain. You and they or, bring you, right. Yeah. Oh, that's never gonna work. Why would yes. you do that? Why would you spend time do, like, but, but again, that's their baggage, their noise. Yeah. So I have audited a lot of people out of my life and one of the reasons I've done that is because I like to surround myself with positivity and light. And when I say light, it's the reason I choose not to watch the news. Yes. It's not that I want to live in a cave with my head buried in the sand. Yes. I choose how I consume information yeah. because I don't want the negativity. That's how funny that you just said that. So we stopped watching the news, oh my gosh, years ago, years ago. And it's not because we want to be ignorant, but there's always bad news on. Right. They, they don't very often bring on a heart, like a heartwarming story. That's like the end of the night. Like, let's end on a good note. Right. <laughs> yeah, after 30 minutes of super gloom and doom. Right. It's more that there is always going to be bad news. There's always going to be a virus. There's always going to be an economic disaster that's impending. There's always going to be that. Or instead, we can look for the things that make us feel good and inspire us. And whatever it is that you fill your brain with, you see more of. Right. Like, I remember when we got our car and then we started seeing it everywhere. I had never seen it before. And you always hear that story, you yep. know? Um, I look for things that make me laugh because mm -hmm. then I start to see it more throughout life. I look for deep conversations and super exciting, positive things, and then we find more of it. Right. It, but, you attract it naturally yes. because that's where you're... You, when you go into that space, it's... I think, I think it, we were talking about this at dinner with... If you're driving a car and your car starts to skid, yes. Yes. and you're freaking out and you're focusing on getting, you know, auto correct what's going on yeah. versus focus on the center of the road and getting the car. Yes. If you aim for the center, the car will get itself back there. Yeah, I love this analogy. And yeah, but people don't do that. Uh, they don't. And and so they they kind of veer off and they hit the tree. There was this book I read and it's called. So this is funny because the name and the cover artwork are so misleading. It is the most impactful book I've ever read. But the cover artwork and the name sounds so cheesy. Okay. So I'm just prefacing with that. Okay. Uh, it's called A Happy Pocket Full of Money. A Happy Pocket Full of Money. And there's okay. like this like art piece on the cover that's like flowers and like butterflies. Right. It looks really cheesy. So like my friends were telling me, you've got to read this book. You've got to read this book. It's incredible. It will change your life. Meanwhile, every time I looked at it, I was like, that looks so cheesy. cheesy. I can't read this book. Well, it was like my, I, so I had a, um, I held a belief about, uh, what's the Napoleon Hill book? Oh, Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Yes. So for years, I held this belief that Think and Grow Rich was some, <laughs> like, who was going to read this douchey book about, yes. if you think it, you're going to grow rich. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I finally like, all right, I'm going to read it because I had so many friends saying, no, it's not that. You have to yes. read it. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just stop being that person and I'm going to read the fucking book. <laughs> and now I've read The Law of Success, which is a massive book. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's just a whole different mindset. Yes. It's a whole different way of thinking about 
everything. Yes. And it changes your wiring when you start yeah. to look at things like that. And that's a thing that I think, by the way, the conference is now letting out to go, everybody's going to the end of day keynote. Yes. So um, <laughs> as people walk by us, it's gonna, we might get photobombed, which is cool. That'll be fun. Um, but the, the thing that I, that I noticed is that when you start to consume content this way and that type of content, it does more than um, just permeate your brain. It really rewires your yes. thinking about things yes. to where you, you go, oh, wait a second, how can I approach that differently? How yes. can I look at this? You know, somebody didn't uh, uh, intend to offend you or upset you. Yeah. Their delivery or the way they said something, why did that come out that way? Is it because they have some experience that, like, it makes you look at things a little differently? And I needed that, even looking at the Gary Vee dinner, to right. realize my offense is my own that I'm carrying. Right. And that's exhausting. All he was doing was the best he knew how to deliver a message that he felt was really important. And looking back, it was absolutely important. It was a message you needed. Yes. But at the time, it felt really icky because yeah. it hurt. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know why? Because it was true. Right. He, he was spot on. And because you were really fucking pregnant. Uh, you know what? I, right. I do want to give myself a pass with that. You I was real, so like, pregnant. Uh, you know, it's funny. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, you should never say this to a woman. I'm going to say this. And it's on, it's on camera, so everyone's going to hate me for it. I have my. We have five kids. I've seen pregnant women. I know what pregnancy looks like. Rachel Peterson, you are the most pregnant woman I have ever seen oh in my, my life. <laughs> like I have never met a woman more pregnant than you when you were pregnant. Yes, you know I had a ten pound baby. I can tell. Yes, like ten pound baby. And I think I think we were talking about it, and I'm not gonna. But you you said that you were talking about the weight gain during pregnancy, and you yes. you had put on a lot of weight. Yes. And, and I'm like, but it was all here. <laughs> Mostly. I mean, I, I dropped it really fast. Actually, this is so crazy, and people are going to hate me for saying this. After that pregnancy, I dropped the weight in nine days. You suck. I am I'm not I'm saying this kidding. for every woman. Nine For days. every woman. For every Okay, listen. For every woman. I may have said that, that she was the biggest pregnant woman, but she lost that weight in nine days, right? Okay. You want to go like this. But I want to say that is not the norm. Okay. My first two pregnancies took me a lot longer. It was just like, I just had this mindset that I was going to drop it fast this time, and I did. The other times it took me like nine oh, wait, months, wait, wait. 11 Mindset. Months. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay. Because mindset yes. has a lot to do with everything. the direction you move and how yes. fast you move. So let's yes. talk about that. So I've always had this crazy belief that you can lose weight faster than you think just by thinking that you're going to lose weight. And I know that that sounds nuts, but I tell you, I'll go home from a conference after like indulging for days and days and days, and I'll be like, I'm going to drop this in two days. And it freaks my team out, it freaks Paul out. They'll see me drop seven pounds overnight. And they're like, that doesn't even make sense. And I'm like, right. it's just because I truly believed it was going to happen. Well, a lot of people, so I've read Daniel Pink's book, When. Yes. And a lot of people use these landmarks in their life too. I'm going to start my diet on Monday. Yes. I'm going to start on the first of the month. I'm going to start on, yes. like they pick a starting point rather than just going, I'm going to decide and start now. Yeah. And you can, like literally, if you can apply change to something today, yes. you can change the outcome I, 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 immediately. Like yes. you can affect change starting yes. now. Which brings me back to happy pocket full of money. Okay. I love how we do this. We go through it's circles. Yeah. Yes. Last night, like <laughs> it, it, dinner was, Paul, would you admit, it was like ADD on steroids, right? Yes. I'm so used to it though. <laughs> right, right, I get it, I get it. Just, a, just another Still night. So in Happy Pocket Full of Money, there's this concept that really rocked my world okay. where it's, I can close my eyes right now and open my eyes in a new 
universe. So right. This is the multiverse theory, which I don't know if I fully believe. Is that like a Matrix thing? Yeah, okay. it totally is. I'm not. I okay, but go ahead. But I'm not judging. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know. No, here was my thought. What if I can make it happen here? Okay. So we're in Vegas. I just finished the book, and I was like, I'm gonna try it right now. So I closed my eyes, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna open my eyes, and everything's gonna be amazing. Everyone's gonna love me. All these opportunities are gonna pour out. And literally, the it's next like the Lego person, movie. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of the team. So literally, the next person I talk to, she <laughs> calls the restaurant that we go to and arranges to have dessert brought to our table because she said that couple was so wonderful that she didn't know us. Right. She was like, oh, but your I energy, But your energy yeah. was there. And so as soon as that happened, I was like, that's crazy. Another time that this happened, we were flying and the, the flight attendant kept forgetting Paul's Coke over and over and over. And he was like, like, oh. Like with my scallops. Yes. At dinner last yes. night. It happens. Right. And they kept forgetting, kept forgetting. And then later on, we were joking with him. And I was like, I just am going to show up. And this is going to be the most wonderful. And everyone's going to love me. And we're all going to have fun. And I joked that I loved these Biscoff cookies on Delta. Oh, those are, aren't those the best? The best. I was like, I fly Delta just for this. Okay. And he brings by two cases of them and gives them to us. And I was like, those kind of things don't happen unless I believe that everyone loves me. Right. And I can wake up in a world. Where, where opportunity that. and fun and play all exist. So I don't like I said I don't know if I believe in the multiverse stuff. That sounds kind of crazy, I, but I, there I are aspects I like. Sure, I, and I don't know that I necessarily buy into that either. But what I do buy into yes. is let's talk about your purpose, your mission, your outcome, yes. that your your desired goal, right? Yes. When when everything aligns, and I, I I think I shared with you. No, I know I shared with you because we talked about the thirty thousand dollar a month, the loss that we had. Yes. So we had a, a an experience in December going into January where we had shed monthly recurring clients. There were like a big shed, thirty thousand dollars a month, just gone in recurring revenue, and while it doesn't like freak me out, it doesn't like the business isn't going under. It's like losing $30,000 a month is pretty rough. It's not fun. No, it sucked. Yeah. But it allowed us to, all of us aligned our energy mm -hmm. on, okay, what's the desired outcome here? Yes. What are we trying to accomplish? What's the result we want to produce? Mm -hmm. And so we started to say, okay, here's the result. We need to stop this. How do we stop this? Yes. And we restructured things. And then once we restructured, we said, okay, let's, let's now reverse the, the hemorrhaging. Yes. And we fixed the hemorrhaging in a matter of weeks. Yeah. And now we have a new result that we're trying to produce by April 18th. And wow. so we, we just keep, but you set that goal or that result that you're trying to accomplish and everyone on your team aligns. Yes. Even like Troy, Troy does the video. He doesn't touch the revenue side of the business, but Troy, you know what our alignment is on that. Every, we talk about it in the office. We're very clear. Yeah. And when everyone is focused on that goal and everyone knows that's that's the North Star, everything goes that way. Yes. And But if you don't do that, if you don't make that a, a target that everyone is aiming for, mm -hmm. it'll fucking kill you. Yeah. And But it's, it's not because you intend, it's because you're doing. And when everybody's aligned, you do much faster. Absolutely. Because it happens like that. It's success, it's it's rapid. I think about like, um, do you ever watch Survivor? I, years ago. Okay. Back when it was like new. So when you watch like the episodes or the challenges where they have to row, yes. you can tell who hasn't worked as a team before. 
because they're all rowing disjointed and then there's like the one boat where everyone's like row and they're all right. rowing together it makes a big difference makes just huge, knowing huge we're difference. all going the same way rowing at the same time it's it's yeah those are always the teams that win so what do you see on okay so let's let's go to your area of expertise these days i want to talk about <laughs> tiktok because yes. a couple of things my daughter, Sydney, refuses to come to the office and give me lessons in the right way to do it. Yes. Because apparently I'm doing it the wrong way, according to her, because I'm not doing the trending video shit. Okay. But, so she says, Dad, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, well, show me, and she won't. So let's talk about the right way or the wrong way to do TikTok. Okay, so here's one thing that's really huge, and this helped me to recognize uh, when something is right or wrong. Not necessarily, it's not necessarily right or wrong, it's just what feels the most contextually appropriate okay. on the platform. So, All right, if, so, so before you get to contextually yes, appropriate. Yes. Can you explain what contextually appropriate yes. means? Because I think there's a huge disconnect uh -huh. to the average person who doesn't understand there's a voice difference between TikTok, yes. Facebook, Instagram, yes. right? So. Okay, so you know how a lot of people film Instagram stories and it's something like, oh, look, my dog did something cute. Right. Or, you know, they're, they're just showing a part of their life. Those do not make sense on TikTok. Why? It's a trailer. TikTok is a trailer for your business, your brand, your persona, your influence, your, your comedy, your routines, your art, your okay. craft. It's a trailer and it's your chance to get someone's attention versus an Instagram story is like, oh, I'm gonna let people see what's going on in my world. Okay, so one is more bringing you into your world, the other is more, not an outward promotion, yeah. but a highlight reel. Yes, exactly. A highlight reel. Exactly, so okay. one is uh, maybe episodes of sure. a TV show that someone's already watching. Yeah. Uh, the best way to explain it is, TikTok is like when you're scrolling through Netflix at night, right? And you stop on a show and you see that quick like sizzle and it auto plays, yeah. Yes, which is brilliant, by the way. And you can tell when they don't put money into something. And I'm like, I'm, I wish they would have put a little more effort into that trailer, right? Because I would love to know if this is worth watching. But that's the exact same sentiment with TikTok. You don't have to do the trending dances or whatever. That just happens to be a huge part of our personality. We like to have fun, we like to joke. Yeah, when my daughter, when yes. my daughter, like walking through the mall, this is, this is my daughter. Okay, hold on. We're walking through the mall, <laughs> Rachel, and this is what, or the store, and this is what she does. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? You look like you have, you're having a seizure. Oh, actually, I look like I'm having a seizure, but it's literally, she, she just, she does these like and but I know it's all TikToks. Yes. Like she is on TikTok constantly. Do, 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 do. Like yep. I don't even know the dances. Like I have zero yeah. Yeah. You're like Miss Cheer Squad. <laughs> um I don't that's like just not me. But you said something that caught my ear. Mm -hmm. You said it's the sizzle reel for your business or the highlight reel for your business. Nobody does business on TikTok. Not true. Okay, so what Let's is Let's talk a little bit about this. So one of the things that can really confuse us about TikTok is that when we first go on the app or when we haven't spent time on TikTok, okay. all we see is influencers dancing. Yes. And influencers are outliers. They rarely make as much money as you'd think, unless of course they have a manager who swiftly steps in and supports them, like Charlie D'Amelio has had. Right, with, our uh, parents. Yep, and uh, the, the, that guy Petra. Petra, yeah, yeah. Yes. So they've had that guidance, but most influencers don't. Most influencers are broke. And I'm sorry if that's a harsh reality. They just don't make as much money as you'd think. I talked to this, uh, this girl and she's like, I have 160,000 followers. 
can you tell me if I'm getting paid enough for a sponsored post? And I was like, okay, what what are you you know charging? And she's like, $25. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, the amount of videos you would have to create that were sponsored. To make money. To make a, a decent living right. would be not possible. Right. And so that kind of breaks my heart a little, but you have to almost put the influencers in their own category. Okay. They are not the same as a business person. Truth be told, most of us don't need or can't handle 10 million new prospects. I could, I'm totally you down would, for that. Right. Are you really? <laughs> oh, I would totally love that. Uh, well, okay. So, so Spanky is the rare exception to that rule. Yeah, I, but I, I think at scale and I operate at scale. Yes. So it's hard. It's yes. for me, you know, a, a, a thousand clients or a hundred <laughs> clients. Yeah. Okay, great. Bring them. But what about 10 million? 10 million is a little excessive. Okay. So there okay. we go. <laughs> 10 million is like, okay, that's pushing the envelope. <gasps> yes. But okay. So how, okay. You're, since this is the space you live in, yes, and not the space I live in well yet, but I'm I'm di- I've dipped my toe into the you've seen yeah. my you know I do it, but how do you take what you do on TikTok and turn it into something that's actionable for your business? Okay, so there's several different ways to go about it. You can do 15 second videos or 60 second videos. Okay. So when I do a 15 second video, either I'm letting people fall in love with me and my personality, which is bubbly and goofy and cheer squad, as you said, Um, but... Rachel cheer squad, hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag. New hashtag. So that's one side of it. Another side is this is a trailer for a longer piece of content somewhere else. Okay. So a lot of times I'll be like, oh, so you want to know how to go live on TikTok? Okay. I put together a whole tutorial. Just comment below and I'll get you access. Okay, but wait. Yes. You don't have a way to move people. There's no URL linking. So how do you do this? So there's a couple different ways that you actually can. Okay. So not everyone has the ability to do do the clickable link in a bio. We'll get there in a second. So let's pretend you don't have that, okay? Okay. So we'll play the, the hardest way to do this. You can actually link your Instagram or your YouTube to your profile. And it's fully clickable clicks right through okay so you can direct people to your YouTube you can direct people to message you on Instagram all right so now I'm gonna bring out the phone because this is gonna make me nuts while we're doing this I've got to know because I have oh and look (laughs) that's funny Um, okay uh, going here uh, TikTok okay so we're in my TikTok I'm not gonna tell you I like the app right now Okay, so go. Where do I okay, go? So we're gonna go to edit profile. Okay, we're gonna go to edit profile. And look at this. You can link your Instagram and your YouTube. Okay, so now what about the clickable URL? So that one's a little bit more work and not everyone has access to it. It's rolling out in waves and so it's in beta test mode. Okay. We don't know the rhyme or the reason behind who's getting access right now, but the fact that they're beta testing. But right it, now it's not fucking me TikTok, okay? Just wanted to so say that. So basically when it is available, you can put a clickable link in your bio, but because most people don't have clickable links in their bios, you can actually put an easily memorable uh, URL, Okay. and people will copy and paste it or search for it. So you can still put one even though it's not clickable and people are gonna find it. And we didn't realize that until we tested it. We put it into my bio and suddenly, we started getting You're all getting, these contacts. Okay. And, and people were saying, how do I buy what you have? Show me. And so we realized, you can put one that's not clickable. All right. You know that I'm platform agnostic. I have no... Yes. I, I am good with any platform. Platforms now, TikTok for, is one, age up very fast. Yes. Two years ago, three years ago, TikTok was what demographic primarily? Oh my gosh, 11-year-olds. Okay. 
11-year-old girls. What is today's demographic of TikTok? Uh, there's nearly a billion monthly active users on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Nearly 30%, somewhere between 200 and 300 million are over 30. And so directly, those are consumers or target audiences for a lot of businesses. A lot of businesses. And the biggest thing that contributed to the age up okay. is TikTok intentionally recruited celebrities with older audiences. So they went after celebrities as influencers yes. to bring in to attract that older yeah. demo. Absolutely. Like Kevin Hart, The Rock, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, and that works. Right. So, yeah. So, so how does a business, Joe Plummer, Joe Pizza Shop, how does how do those businesses translate their content into actual business from a consumer? So if I were a local brick and mortar, what I would do is I would use a lot of local hashtags. Okay. Now you're going to show up on the For You page for people in your local area. So for example, if I do like a Minnesota check video, mm -hmm. I get thousands of likes and tens of thousands or even close to hundreds of thousands of views just from Minnesota because people are like, oh my gosh, sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. Did I hit you my touch mic. the microphone? I touched the mic. It was like a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. So literally, it will be served to people in okay. that audience. So that's one side of it. All right. Um, people fall in love with brick and mortars, mom and pop shops, behind the scenes. Uh, show them your process of making a pizza. Right. Show them the story behind it. Show them who benefits when you buy a pizza. That's awesome. Let people fall in love. All right. So going back to our dinner, yes. we have to keep the ADD going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What were some key things from our dinner last night that, like, you went, we, I, I went away last night, first of all, I felt like a thousand feet tall. I left the conference yesterday and I was literally going to just have dinner quietly and yep. go to bed. I wanted a quiet night. And then you guys wound up joining me and we had an yes. amazing dinner. Like, it, it didn't matter. Even if they've never brought me my scallops, <laughs> I was fine. Like, I was, because it was such a great conversation. Yes. What was, like, your, like one or two things last night that you walked away going, man, that was awesome. Because I had yes. several of those. I have to say, the first thing that we said was, he's our people. And that was so cool. Like, when you walk away from a dinner and you feel excited, rejuvenated, full yes. of ideas, it almost makes you want to work, even though we were so tired. Yeah. I was like, I almost want to like put in more effort. And you've, you've sparked so many different ideas. For me, one of the biggest takeaways was um, the experience of creating businesses that you can walk away from and how you did it. Mm. That was really, really neat. Building sustainable, what you said, businesses at scale and the ability right. to scale and loving it enough that you can focus on just the vision. Hearing the way that you've done it, is, it was fascinating. That was huge for me. But then something else that I loved was your idea of the free ad Friday and how yes. it's like, yes, so I built my business and I can step away technically, right. but I go back in because I love people I, and so I, I do. much. I love what I do. And that, show, that shows, and it was like, wow, yeah. I love that idea. You know, for me, like getting on stage today, I, for me, it's not an ego thing. Yes. I love being on stage because I love seeing the, the light bulb go on, mm -hmm. and I can see it, and I can feel it. It's a, it's a real, like, you, it's in here. Yeah. And so I love what I do every day, and there are days where I miss the fact that I don't get to write all the time. But yes. you said something to me that really sparked an idea for me, and that was something that you learned from Russell Brunson, mm -hmm. which was, I should be writing a, a new piece of creative every 
day. Yes. Not every week. And yes. right now I write a new one each week for the brand, but I should be writing a new one daily. Yes. Why? The reason is you never know which one is going to be the new hero ad. You never know which one is going to suddenly take off and do millions and millions. Mm. And every single one is a different hook. I think about like bringing it back to TikTok. I love how like entrepreneurial ADD we are. Bringing it back to TikTok, when you first go on the app, TikTok throws all these random hooks at you. And some of them work and some of them you're like, this is, oh, this is inappropriate. Right. What? This doesn't Wait, work this for me. This is crazy. Yes. But their hope is that you scroll through and you see enough different things that you're like, okay, maybe right. this will be worth it. The same thing is true with our creative. You want to put out enough. Your copy, your creative, put out enough different hooks that maybe the right one hits the right person at the right time and it just creates a total snowball effect. Yeah, in my session today, I told the audience, I didn't say do one per week because they're struggling to get one a year. Oh, I said do yeah. one a month, right? Yeah. Or you know, yeah. start, or start with one a week and not one every day. Um, but it's, it seems like an overwhelming task for a lot of yes. people. But, but really, you have to give yourself permission to just suck. Yeah. And if you could just get over yourself and give yourself permission to write shit and yes. and you might produce a couple of crappy things and they may really blow and that's okay. Yeah. But you'll get better over time. Absolutely. And and oftentimes I find myself when I'm writing, I'll I'll write fifteen headlines and I'll throw away ninety percent of them and then I'll keep three and then I'll be like, Oh, if I change this and then suddenly you start to create a new iteration and there you've got the gold. Yes. But it's gold to you. Yeah. And yet the headline that you threw away may be gold to somebody else. Exactly. That's always one of the, okay, so the, this is crazy for me whenever I speak. I always think, oh, this is the quotable piece. This is the thing that people are going to say. And then you go on Instagram afterwards and that's and you not see what it, they're doing. And everyone's quoting the most random stuff. I'm like, that? That's the piece that everyone found extraordinary or as a light bulb moment. And so the same thing is true with our creative. Yep. It might be the one that you don't expect that takes off. So how do we do more stuff together? Because I love working, I, like you and I and, I, and I'm not putting you on the spot. I just, <laughs> last night had such a great conversation, such a great, I went away from that conversation so full and I went up to my hotel room and I literally worked an additional couple of hours because my brain was on fire. Yes. And, and yeah, you're my people, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely, it was definitely a great, like I, I, I was sitting there and I'm working and I'm like, that was such, I haven't had a dinner like that in a yeah. while where I just went away going, I, I got everything I needed. Yeah, and like, you got to be yourself. We got to be ourselves. I mean, I took my shoes off at dinner, which is kind of inappropriate, like a dinner table. Yeah. But, you know, I'd been wearing high heels all day and I was me like, Me too. I oh my God, my feet were killing me. Spanky looks amazing in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally like took my high heels off at the table and it was just like, this feels like family. Like family by choice, yeah. you know, and that feels so good. How do we do more together? Let's just come up with ideas and throw it we'll at start, each other. We'll start. We're yeah. brainstorming stuff. I love so. that. Well, I'm glad we got a chance to podcast. Me this too. is the fist bump, by the way. Oh, show me. This is Michael Stelzner's fist bump for social media marketing world because he doesn't want to spread the coronavirus, so he's nobody. Oh, is shaking, it here? Nobody's shaking hands. <laughs> no, no, no. I already had a corona. I'm immune. Yes. So, yeah. and you can't get it. Nope. Um, I'm sober. And so, so yeah, the, nobody's shaking hands at the conference, and it's so weird because I'm a hugger, and I'm a, yep. I'll, I'll shake hands with people who don't know me. I'll hug people, and everybody's like, "No, no, no, we don't want to spread the virus." I'm like, ah, "Okay, ah, we're fine. Let's hug it out." Yeah. And so, yeah. thank you, and thank I adore you. you, and I appreciate you, and I had such a great time with both of you last night. 
And Paul, do you want to step in the camera just so people know that you exist? That I'm not talking to someone. <laughs> He's like the mystery man. Dude. I'm not actually married. It's just a placebo. So there, now there you're on camera. I do exist. <laughs> he does exist. Anyway, it was a great dinner, and I'm glad I got to spend time with both of you Me last too. night. And we talked about it last night. You uh, just spending that time night. We it was the perfect night. Yeah. We, we, yeah, it was a great night. Um, yeah. You know, we got to socialize, but other than that, we got to connect with our people. And that was Our more people. meaningful than a party or, you know, going to a bar or anything like that. It was just, that was wonderful. So, um, I want people who follow my podcast, my stuff, to know how to get in touch with you and follow your stuff. So, how do we yes. do that? So, the easiest way is rachelpeterson.com. It's all E's and a D in my last name. And if you go to my website, you'll find everything. It's all E's and a D? Yeah, all E's and a D in my okay. last name. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It clicks people, later. Yeah, right, yeah. You said it, and I'm like, wait a second. And I'm respelling your last name, so I'm good. Sometimes I'll see like Penderson with an O, and I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> My introverted, reserved husband's like, I'm done. Yeah. I've heard one TikTok today, an appearance. Yeah, you're on you're, the you're camera clear for a month now. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, you're done. You're you're good for a month. So um, go to my website, Rachel Peterson, all E's and a D, and you'll find everything there. Awesome. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, TYC podcast listeners, if you could do me the biggest favor in the world, go to iTunes, hit the subscribe button, and also leave a review. Tell your friends and family how much you like the content, and I will keep producing more and more of it. I know you're listening. I'm seeing the numbers go up. I'd love to have you as a subscriber. Have an amazing day.